We are live. Live and streaming. Live and streaming. It's 459. I always start early because that's how it was in college under Boshin Becker Boy. With the class or meeting started at 3, you better be in there at 10 to 3, 2.50. Because if you came in at 3, you were late. So starting off, first live stream of Bunch Time. <laughs> Bunch Time podcast with Jared Bunch. Isn't that something? Something, something, something. I'll give you a little bit of time. Come on in, come on in. A little podcast starting on June 13th, 2023. First broadcasting a bunch of time. On millions. That's something. All right. I'm going to give you a little bit of time. People, a little bit of time to come in if they're coming. If not, this will be taped. <laughs> it will be taped. And while, while uh, I'm going to give myself a little bit of time for people to settle in if, if they are showing up, just to do a little uh, housekeeping, give you a little background of what's going on. So, to start off with, just to make sure that everyone is clear. My name is Jared Ray Bunch. Jared. You probably heard Gerard, Gerald Bunch, but it is Jared. Jared Bunch. And this is Bunch Time. Now, Bunch Time is a name that, that, uh, came up, but when we, when we first started thinking about this, and when I say we, I'm talking about my wife, Robin. Uh, we thought about calling it Beyond the Field with Bunch, because for years, we have always talked about, um, you know, about the things that I did after football. So we're going to talk about the things I did after football, things I did during football, things that I'm looking forward to doing or putting myself in a position to try to do in the future. So beyond the field was not something that we stuck with. So um, bunch time is what the name that we came up with. I have bunch time productions that's been going on for close to 20, oh, close to 20 years now. But uh, Bunch Time. So Bunch Time is a podcast. This podcast is hosted by me. And it's going to revolve around former NFL players like myself. And uh, what you do or what you have been doing or what you intend on doing or what you inspire to do. Because uh, when you play professional football, like I did, I was 27 years old when I retired. 
27 years old. And I retired because of injury. So I wasn't prepared to be at the end of my career. I wasn't prepared for it. But at 27, and I had just turned 27, too. Uh, so it was like, you know, my birthday's in August. Was in, and uh, I retired uh, I don't know, uh, but I retired not too much, not too far after August because of that, because of my knee. Um, but anyway, bunch time is about players and what they do after, right? So me, myself, I've been in a lot of different things. I've been uh, multi-level marketing. <laughs> um, I've been in trucking uh, or sales. Oh boy, um, I did it all, and I was turned to acting, and I did that. I got involved in acting because I was here playing with the L.A. Raiders or L.A. Ra yeah L.A. Raiders um, when when I had to retire, and being in L.A. gave me a big a lot of opportunities to meet people in the entertainment industry. And uh, I decided to go to acting school. So I went to acting school and started getting a lot of uh, attention when I was auditioning and started booking a lot of commercials. So since 1995, when I retired from football, I've been in acting ever since. Now, so bunch time going to do a lot of talking about that and uh, and some of the other things because as an actor, especially starting off early, you don't get a lot of work. So you have a lot of time to do a lot of different things. So I was, uh, you know, even though I have a degree from University of Michigan, plus went to graduate school at Michigan, but I didn't finish my graduate work, started doing other things. And... Um, now, I am the president of NFLPA, former players here in LA, Los Angeles chapter. And that is after uh, I spent three and a half years as the vice president of NFL alumni. Now, this podcast uh, that, that I'm starting here, I want to engage some of the people that I spent a lot of time with throughout, throughout the years of, of being a vice president and president and dealing with, when I say dealing, I mean having the opportunity to work with guys that have retired because they played you know, 15 years and, and guys that signed one contract, free agent, made a team, was on the team for three weeks or four weeks, and then spent the rest of the year trying to find another team. And that happens a lot. Those stories are, oof, they are more abundant than any story that people can hear, think about, or talk about. So this, this podcast is gonna be engaging and, and explores the multifaceted lives of professional athletes and delves into their journeys 
beyond the sports arena because it it's a it's it's a it's a tool. It is a journey, brother. So I'm hoping that this show can provide a platform for athletes to share their stories of growth, growth, challenges, and triumphs as they and as I have navigated my life after football. And uh, it goes up and down a lot. I hope to give a lot of insightful conversations and and, uh, valuable resources from this podcast. I hope that it, it helps not only current players, former players, or fans who wonder what happened to so-and-so and give them a little understanding of what being a professional athlete is about. A lot of times we get one side of the story. And one of the things that I'm going to talk about is, is in this age of having so many podcasts, media outlets, you know, social media, and having so many things that are written, talked about, um, about players and those players, informed players, not having the opportunity to be a part of the story, except for their name. I, I, I what comes to my mind right away is as. Years ago, I a few years ago, I was looking uh, online and, and a video on YouTube came up that was about me. And it said the, it was it was said uh, the strangest holdout in NFL history or something like that. And it went on and gave a story of some of the things were just completely, completely false. They had, they've never talked to me about it, but I had, they had um, a whole story about how my last days at, for the New York Giants was and what happened with the contract that, my last contract with the New York Giants. Not a single person talked to me about it. Now they asked me nothing, but a whole story And that happens a lot. So now we're going to, at some point, I hope to have that person who did that video on this podcast. And he he can come and, and we can talk and I'll give him all the information that he thought he had. I don't know where he got it from. But and we can talk about my last few months or weeks with the Giants and and my career, career, what happened and how it went, direction that it went, you know, coming out of the University of Michigan. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But the purpose is this podcast for me. It's healing, too. I mean, I want to be beyond the field. You know, uh, a lot of people still, I've been out of the NFL as, on the, as a player since last time I was on the field was 1994. 
So, and I still get uh, guys, or still get fan mail, still have to sign uh, cards. And so a lot of, so some of the stuff is, is good, but some of the stuff is not. So we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about the good stuff, the bad stuff, you know. We're going to talk about the stuff that, that how it, how it affects my daily life now. And how to make that, how to make that, that, that change, that transition from being a player that you've done. In my, in my case, I started playing football at eight, little league. And every summer since I was eight, you know, a certain part of the, time of the summer was always dedicated to straight football, period. That's what you were doing. <laughs> you were preparing for football. Football practice, football conditioning, all of that. So we're going to get into that, too. So I want this podcast to serve as twofold. Firstly, to educate to empower, to support former NFL players as they transition into their new phases of their lives. And this could provide the practical insight, advice and resources to help them navigate the career changes and personal development. All while maintaining a healthy relationship with the people around them. Because that was something that it changes. Once you retire, you're no longer playing. Something changes. Something changes, man. And it's not easy to deal with. Depression. Oh, man. But anyway, that was the first part that, that, that I wanted to accomplish with this podcast. And secondly, the podcast is aimed to raise awareness about the wide range of benefits available to former NFL players. That is why I am now the president of the NFLPA former players, the LA chapter, because of the benefits that they are available today that when I retired in 1995 were not available. Or they were like insurance, insurance companies. You have insurance, but they never would pay. <laughs> Period. Period. And that's where the benefits used to be. I mean, I, I, I could no longer play football because of injury. Yet when I applied for the benefit for the injury of my knee, I was turned down, not straight out turned down. There was a level of loss that I had to reach based on what a doctor said. And in this case, it was at, in, in 1997, 1998, he said that it was uh, the, the, the limit that I had to reach was 70% loss. And at that time, I was marked down as 69% loss. So I didn't reach the 70, so I don't get that benefit. That was it. And that was how most, 90% of the cases went back in the 90, or in the mid-90s. 
all the way really up into the 2000s. So, but now, now it's different. I wasn't the only person that was like that, that would, was being turned down. It was 90% of guys being turned down. So it became um, something that guys just knew what was going to happen. So over the course of years and years and years and years, guys stopped even trying to apply for the benefit, even though they deserved it. They stopped because they knew they were going to be turned down. Enter um, the last 10 years, really the last seven, when the last CBA was, was signed. And so really it's like last five years. The last CBA was signed and things changed. When you now apply for your benefits, you have a real chance of getting it. But guys have been turned turned off so much from being turned down, turned down, turned down, that now even when you receive the information of, hey, you may be eligible for this benefit, come sign up or go to a doctor or, you know, just do your due diligence for yourself and get the care that is earned, that you've earned. Guys aren't even trying to do it because they, it, it takes so much out of you when you know you deserve something, you know that it, you earn something, you know the benefit is for you, but you don't receive it, it takes something away. So guys were, weren't even trying to get the benefits anymore. Now it's changed. And now that I know that it's changed, that is why I became vice president of the Alumni Association here. And then when the president's position in the PA came available, I ran for that too. And now I'm the president of NFLPA former players here in LA, strictly to help guys understand the new process and the new benefits that are available and really are working. It is a new day. You know, I was, uh, uh, I talk about um, my life after football. And one of the things that I did just not too long ago, in the last four or five years, is I became the head coach at Beverly Hills High School. And that's one of the reasons why I got back into being uh, in a position of, to help in, in, the, in the NFL and alumni. It's because the youth and sports now, today, they are what is going, they are what will be the future players. We all know that. But if they're not taught and they're not given direction and put in positions to, to learn real quality football. And not just about winning, it's about, you know, learning and getting an education of, of deferred gratification, an education of being able to get yourself together. You know, it's not always just about you, you know, it's about, uh, Deferred gratification. Life is about deferred gratification many times. And if you don't learn it at that young age, boy, whew, 
to be rough. So I started coaching. Um, I took the head coaching job at at uh, Beverly Hills High School. Took that head coaching job, and it was one of the one of the highlights of of, of me in football. As seeing guys, seeing young men growing up, changing, learning something, and me having something to do with, with, with what, what's going on. Now, being the head coach at, at Beverly Hills High School, I'm going to tell you, the first, <laughs> oh boy, the first day that I went there, I found out that the team was graduating about uh, 77-0% of the team. My first practice was really a conditioning practice, conditioning in the summer. I had nine kids. The entire summer, we had 15. So I, I didn't even know if we were going to be able to play a, a whole, or, I didn't even know if we were going to be able to fill the team. We ended up the first week, first week, first week before we played the game, we had 22 kids. 22 kids. And that's including freshmen. And when I say we have 22 kids, I mean, that's 22 people who, 22 bodies, <laughs> 22 bodies. Uh, not all of them had, had played football before. So, I mean, in Beverly Hills, I live here in Beverly Hills too, and there are no little league teams. So, Freshmen were playing football for the first time in pads ever. So they had to learn everything, how to tackle, how to, how to protect themselves, how to block, how to cover the ball, how to catch the ball, how to get away from people, how to do it all. So we went into the first season with 22 kids. And when I say we, it was myself and another former teammate of mine for the Giants, Mike Sherrard. He was my offense coordinator. And we had, uh, I, I put in a, uh, a request in the paper and, and, and asking for anyone who had a football background uh, if they were looking to coach high school football. Got a couple of uh, people came out. So we had myself, Mike Sherrard, uh, a 21-year-old, uh, 20-year-old young man who was in college, never played football, but he wanted to just help and do whatever he could. And then I got another guy who played semi-pro football who just moved into town. So we had four coaches. <laughs> that was it. 
Four coaches, 22 kids. And coming off of a team that had not won a game in two years. And eight years prior to those two years, they had won one game a year. So, oh, now let me say this too. They had uh, scored one touchdown the year prior, uh, two touchdowns the year prior to that. So this is what I was dealing with. Anyway, that first year with 22 kids, we won two games, two games. Um, and uh, scored more points than, obviously, uh, the previous few teams with only 22 kids. Second year, we had 24 kids. And that year, we won three games. And, and we beat a team that was uh, pretty good. A legitimate team. We had 20, 20, like I said, 24 kids. They had 49, 50 kids, and they had players. But we schemed, schemed, ran plays. I I, <laughs> I, I put in plays that, look, every time they did this, I want you to run this play, period. That's a, that's why we ran the whole game. Ended up winning that game. Um, the following year was COVID. And I had to let it go. So I, I stopped coaching it during the COVID years. But that time there, the time I spent with Beverly Hills High School, was very beneficial for me. And I hope that is beneficial for those kids too. I think we learned, I, I'm hoping that they learned a lot because uh, It's, I still remember my coach, my coach in uh, Little League, and, and uh, he had the most, um, the most effect on my football career, Earl Johnson. My first coach. At that time, they called it midget football. And uh, first time I had ever put on pads, I was eight years old. Playing on the same team as my brother. Ashville Midget League football. To this day, the way Coach Johnson had us running and, and working out and putting our mindset into what we had to get done. I still use that with those young men that I, I coached at Beverly Hills High School. Now, after that, I did go on and, and do a, a coaching fellowship, what they call a coaching fellowship with the LA Rams, which was really good for me. But it was during the COVID, COVID uh, pandemic. So most of the things that we did was all online. We didn't do anything in person 
So that was that. But I still um, enjoyed the fact that I learned a lot from from um, the pros, the, the coaching staffs, and uh, just coaching period. And I see how important it is that from the young age, the kids, the young adults get a education on how to train. Because what I'm seeing in high school football is it's either you are rich with talent or very poor with talent. And they are just becoming like colleges of recruiting and getting kids to come to your school just because, you know, you, just because they'll come. And I'm concerned about that because uh, kids are just coming to play with winners, period. They just want to win. They don't care about anything else. All they want to do is be with the team. They don't want to work hard. They want to be with the other winners. You know, it's, it's almost the same thing that you see in pro sports, but more so in basketball. You know, you see all of the superstars want to play with each other. They want to play on the same team, which is, they're right. They can do that. But I think um, young our youth are getting the wrong idea. They don't look at it as any way as they just want to play on the team that wins. They don't. They don't want to play hard. They just want to play on a team that wins. That's all they So that's what my concern is. But talking about that, that this is, you know, that's the past. It was my past. Uh, uh, or, or what I've been doing since leaving football. And, and of course, I mean, I can't leave out the acting, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, I went to, to coaching because I got tired of, of doing some things I was doing and was doing as an actor. That and truth is, you know, these concussions are real, and uh, my memory is not what it used to be. And the problem was I, I couldn't remember my lines as much as as I used to. So uh, that was one of the reasons why I started going into coaching too. Uh, uh, it's very difficult to. I remember my lines sometimes. So <laughs> uh, that's true. That's the truth. But um, I, as you can see, uh, I still am acting uh, in commercials. Well, I try to anyway. I have a production company that we try to do. Uh, I try to get my company to get things done, as, as uh, especially in the sports field. So that's the way that is. Anyway, I want to make sure that I can get as much information about what, what I want to accomplish with this podcast in the first one, in the first airing right now. Okay. So um, as we said, uh, as I said, uh, the Bunch time podcast is is to help, and when I say help, I mean by just get telling 
my story. Uh, and when I say my story, I mean what things that I've experienced. And uh, and I'll have some guests come on and I want to have some insightful conversations and valuable resources to to share because this podcast is going to center and caters to former NFL players, okay, and individuals on similar paths, offering a guidance and offering some inspiration. How about that? I I get inspired by a lot of guys, and the one thing that I did notice is that, you know, um, when you're playing, you're always competing. You are always competing, and that's one of the things I, I talked about to my high school players got to compete. When you compete, it's good. It's healthy because you're trying to get better. If you see someone doing a certain level, you want to either better that or at least match it. When you're doing it by yourself, you don't know, are you going hard enough or are you going too soft? You don't know. You don't know. So that's why when you have the other people there and, and you're competing, it's, it's, it's helpful. And so uh, compete. Compete. All right. So um, I'll, we are definitely going to take this podcast to make sure we, it, we go beyond the field and uh, beyond the things that happen on the field. And, 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 and I say, you know, I have a football camp. For youth, it actually is coming up next week in Ohio, and it is clearly just one thing that I love doing because when I was young, when I started at eight years old, I had uh, Lyle Alzado, who was uh, at that time was a Cleveland Brown. He came and spoke at at our our little league banquet, and he was the first professional athlete that I saw speak in, per- in person, and it seemed like he talked directly to me because he, uh, he, he, people could ask questions to him, and I asked a question. Uh, and he, what he said and how he said it, it, it made, it was clear to me. So I was like, I could, I could understand it. I could see it, and I could use, put it to use. And... Um, it was. It has been something that has really been a big part of me. Started off right there when I was eight years old. You know, I was the youngest. Um, I have an older brother, and on my street, we lived on a, a, a dead end street, and we had a, a group of boys there, all different ages, but I was the youngest boy on that street, and I always tried to hang out with older guys. I always tried to play sports with the older guys. I always did everything to hang out with my brother, older brother. And that made me tough because if I wanted to, if I wanted to hang out with him, I had to hang, I had to keep up. I had to keep up. So I was always with the older crowd. When it came time for me to be around uh, my age, I was already tall than the other ones. I wasn't the tallest in my class, but I was always tall. When I got into athletics, 
against kids my age, it was good for me, <laughs> not so good for them. <laughs> not so good for them. But that was one of the reasons why, because I, I hung out with my brother and the older guys most of the time. So uh, that's a part of my life, part of my story. And I, and, I, and I want to be able to bring those type of stories from other guys onto the podcast. Because we aim to illuminate the diverse experiences of professional athletes. We want to foster a deeper understanding of their lives beyond their sports careers. So this podcast is going to serve twofold purposes. Firstly, to educate and empower and support former NFL players as they transition into the new phases of their lives. And it's going to provide a practical insight, advice, resources to help them navigate their career changes, navigate their personal development, and maintain healthy relationships, which is so important, man. It's so important, the relationships that you have. And secondly, the podcast aims to raise awareness about the wide range of benefits available to former NFL players, ensuring that they have an access to resources that can enhance their post-football lives by sharing lesser-known benefits and opportunities. And and then this show aims to empower athletes with valuable knowledge and encourage them to make the most out of their post-sports journey. That's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> That's a lot, but it isn't. It's not a lot. It's life. We retire from football at an early age. We still might have two-thirds of your life or more left after you stop playing football. I had to learn some difficult lessons. Very difficult. But I did get through it. And I can help in sharing with guys alike. of what I did to get through and what I did that were not the right moves and what I did that were the right moves. Man, the podcast is something else, man. This, 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 being able to do this, good. It can be good anyway. Right? So even though this one's our first one, and hopefully, look, the podcast, this podcast and all of them will be up somewhere and you will be able to see them afterwards. But these are the live streams. And so in the future, I'm assuming, and I as more work that I do to get this known and how to come on here, 
will have a lot of people on the live stream. But right now you're going to see in the future of this stream. <laughs> but it's the first one. And we'll get better. Okay? All right. So I hope you understand. You get a, got an understanding of what and why and where. Uh, I told you a little bit about me, but I'm going to tell you right now that uh, on the next episode, I'm going to give you the scoop on how I got into acting. How did I go from football to acting? What was that process? You want to find out. You have to do your homework and find out how to see Bunch Time, episode two. All right. All right. That's it for today, brothers and sisters. I'll see you next time on Bunch Time. Mm-hmm.